0: Here's a few exciting scenes from tonight's episode of The Tom Gully Show. Lisa Carlone Steindorf has been cultivating educational, personal, and professional development internationally for over 15 years. She's an expert in parenting methodologies, communication strategies, conflict management systems, peace education, and intercultural relations. So she's obviously going to be of great help on this show. Uh, She holds professional certifications as a mediator, a group facilitator, and trainer, as a person-centered coach and mentor, as well as a degree in business management. Lisa is a member of the National Association of Certified Mediators and of the International Coach Federation. Her system of training, CORE, Success for Schools... Is accredited by the State Department of Education for the German National School's system of continuing education and professional development program. She's also a language teacher, both English and German, and a German interpreter and translator. Therefore, I will not be using any of my horrible German, and I will be paying attention to my almost equally as bad English.
1: In the old days, if you will, in the traditional in the school atmosphere, where it's person to person, you have three parties. You have the person who's doing the bullying you have the person who's being bullied and then you have the bystanders people that are observing this taking place and it usually you do have bystanders teachers usually are not aware of it or adults are not because people who bully are, are smart and kids are ashamed to share that they're being bullied because there's a lot of shame involved in that and the bystanders can make a huge difference in whether bullying continues or whether it's stopped what you have with cyberbullying is that it removes the personal interaction, which drops the fear level. So if you're sitting, for example, in a classroom and somebody is being pushed around, at some point, you're go- usually, kids will see this to a certain level and then they'll say, wait, that's just not okay. And they'll say something, they'll step in, they'll, they'll call a teacher, they'll try and take action. If something is happening in a social format, like on Facebook, where people can see this, hundreds of people can see this going on, there's really not the need or the desire to step in, or if they do step in, there's the thought of, oh, there are now hundreds of people that are going to hear me saying this. How stupid am I going to look? How am I going to be affected by this? So you're introducing an element for the bystander, for the person who could make a difference for the person being bullied, and it's it's just a different different experience for them. So you're removing really a proponent of, of stopping the bullying in the cyber format that you would probably have accessible in the classroom.
0: Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised.
1: It's time, America. Mr. and Mr. North of South America, all ships at sea, let's go to press. So sit back, buckle in, place your tray table in its upright locked position, and get ready for big time radio, friends. It's time for
0: Good evening, it is Tuesday, September 6th, episode 251. I'm Tom Gully, and tonight on The Tom Gully Show Cyberbullying, Harassment. Everybody runs into trolls online, but when does it go too far? Who gets targeted? Why does it happen so often online? And why does The Tom Gully Show get so much internet hatred? Well, tonight we'll talk to an expert. Lisa Carlone Steindorf is an expert in educational, personal, and professional development, and she's going to tell us how you can identify if someone is being bullied, what to do about it, and how you can keep from being bullied or from being a bully. Check out her website, coresuccess.com, to learn even more, because learn more you will. When you hear the interpersonal expertise of author, speaker, and mentor Lisa Carlone Steindorf tonight on The Tom Gully Show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, The chief hope of our enemies is to divide the United States along racial and religious lines and thereby conquer us. Let's not spread prejudice. A divided America is a weak America. Through our behavior, we encourage the respect of our children and make them better neighbors to all races and religions. Remind them that being good neighbors has helped make our country great and kept her free. Thank you.
0: You're listening to The Tom Gully Show.
1: You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now.
0: Just send an email to tom at (laughs) thetomgulleyshow.com. Lisa Carlone Steindorf has been cultivating educational, personal, and professional development internationally for over 15 years. She's an expert in parenting methodologies, communication strategies, conflict management systems, peace education, and intercultural relations. So she's obviously going to be of great help on this show. Uh, She holds professional certifications as a mediator, a group facilitator, and trainer, as a person-centered coach and mentor, as well as a degree in business management. Lisa is a member of the National Association of Certified Mediators and of the International Coach Federation. Her system of training, CORE, Success for Schools is accredited by the State Department of Education for the German National School System of Continuing Education and Professional Development Program. She's also a language teacher, both English and German, and a German interpreter and translator. Therefore, I will not be using any of my horrible German, and I will be paying attention to my almost equally as bad English. You can go to success.com to learn more about uh, Lisa and her program. So uh she's got a book here out connected parent empowered child five learning keys to raising happy confident responsible kids welcome to the program lisa carlone steindorf
1: thank you tom nice to be here
0: no no thank you you did all the work otherwise i wouldn't have been able to read all that so some kids sit at home and they want to be pro baseball players and some kids want to be you know movie stars or singers what made you get interested in the field of sort of educational professional development? What made you say I, I, this is something I really want to get into? Because you're obviously really good at it.
1: I'd ha- I'd have to say actually it wasn't a childhood goal but rather a result of my childhood. Um, I had studied fashion design and merchandising originally um, before I got my degree later in um, business management. But the reason that I went into this field is that I had parents who loved me very much, as parents do their children, but they really didn't have the skills to raise us in a way that was really supportive and, I would say, positive. Um, My father dealt with us. He disciplined us with violence. My mother taught us to be fearful of not only the world but of each other. And so I had a lot on my plate to try and create myself into being a positive person. When I was younger, I used a lot of anger and fear to get through the world. And I did a pretty good job of, you know turning myself around transforming myself and was sure when I had kids I was going to be the perfect parent I would never do it the way my parents had done it I knew precisely how I was going to deal with their tantrums and their teenage rebellion I in I was absolutely going to be the perfect parent and then I gave birth and that whole <laughs> concept went south and I realized that I I literally had zero to few skills to to parent this child and then my subsequent child I have two kids um, in a positive way in a way that would help them feel good in the world and would also help me feel good to be a parent so I went back to the drawing board got different certifications educated myself learned from others looked at best practices and um, yeah I recreated parenting for myself and in the course of that was able to create a program also through the peace education that I've done in schools that really serves parents to be the best that they can be and to love being the best that they can be as a parent, which benefits everybody.
0: Now, I know that the, the core system has various different elements in it, uh, but one of them that really kind of speaks out to me is the bullying one, mm-hmm. uh, especially now in in the world we live in now. Uh, just what is bullying, you know, and, and what kind of forms does it, does it come in?
1: Mm-hmm. Bullying can be very clearly differentiated from conflict in that it, it continues. It has a repetition, and it has a pattern that usually can be identified that it is a power um, disparity. So you have somebody that has more power, the other person has less power. It can be age an older person to younger, it can be physical strength or size, it can also be for example in the workplace, um, a boss or a superior to a subordinate so usually there's that discrepancy of power within the relationship and then as I said it repeats itself so in the workplace it, it can be known as sexual harassment um, or social um, exclusion, in school it's known, you know, you can have physical bullying, emotional bullying and also social bullying, which has become a very big problem, especially on the Internet.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things I've noticed that differentiates. Uh, I'm not going to say, I guess I am going to say it. Bullying in my day was, you know, being shoved into the lockers. Or maybe you got excessively teased. Or there was one, one kid that, you know, got made fun of because he got braces before the rest. But it, it seems now that bullying has turned in so incredibly social and so incredibly organized and group participated in. Is that a differentiating uh, factor between I don't know old bullying and new cyber bullying?
1: Mm-hmm. That's an excellent it, there isn't a very large difference between the two and it's it's good that you bring that up. It's not so much that it has, well, let me put it this way. In the old days, if you will, in the traditional in the school atmosphere where it's person to person, you have three parties. You have the person who's doing the bullying, you have the person who's being bullied, and then you have the bystanders, people that are observing this taking place. And it, usually you do have bystanders, teachers usually are not aware of it or adults are not because people who bully are, are smart and kids are ashamed to share that they're being bullied because there's a lot of shame involved in that. And the bystanders can make a huge difference in whether bullying continues or whether it's stopped. What you have with cyberbullying is that it removes the personal interaction which drops the fear level. So if you're sitting, for example, in a classroom and somebody is being pushed around... At some point, you're go, uh, usually, kids will see this to a certain level and then they'll say, wait, that's just not okay. And they'll say something, they'll step in, they'll, they'll call a teacher, they'll try and take action. If something is happening in a social format, like on Facebook, where people can see this, hundreds of people can see this going on, there's really not the need or the desire to step in, or if they do step in, there's the thought of, oh, there are now hundreds of people that are gonna hear me saying this. How stupid am I gonna look? How am I gonna be affected by this? So you're introducing an element for the bystander, for the person who could make a difference for the person being bullied, and it's, it's just a different, different experience for them. So you're removing really a proponent of, of stopping the bullying, in the cyber format that you would probably have accessible in the classroom.
0: Bullying uh, is kind of a gray area, especially the cyber bullying. The laws haven't caught up. Schools don't really know how to deal with it, even though, uh, bullying might start at school and it might be a bunch of kids from the same school if they don't do it on school grounds, the school's not anxious to get involved. Um, what What do you think can be done to cut down on the cyberbullying?
1: Well, I think there are a couple things. I think, first of all, that adults need to get the severity of bullying situations. And it's unfortunate, a lot of my clients' well-meaning really disbelieve their own children. You know, I've heard, oh, they always exaggerate or he's, you know, he tends to be kind of soft or she's always the drama queen. And those things may be true, but if a child is speaking about a bullying situation, it should always, 100% without exception, be taken seriously. And your child may be more sensitive to the others than to the bullying situation. Your child may over-dramatize how it's, being played out but that does not mean that that bullying situation isn't taking place and shouldn't be taken seriously so the first thing is that adults need to take it seriously the second thing is that I believe personally I have spent most of my life overseas and worked in international school systems both national and international overseas that the American schools need to take a stand and I've been really kind of flabbergasted at how unwilling a lot of schools are to take a stand on this. I read recently that a school in Texas, and I do not recall the city, has now decided that they, they have, if they find out that a, one of their students has been cyberbullying another student, and it does not matter if it was during school time or after school, the child who was cyberbullying will be suspended, period. And it's that kind of message that kids have to get. Anybody needs to know where the limits are. And if a school or adults or society turns a blind eye to errant behavior, that is a clear permit for those people to continue that errant behavior. And bullying is a perfect example of that.
0: Well, you know, you might find it hard to believe, but uh, we on this show get lots of cyber harassment. And in many Mm -hmm. cases, we do get it from, say, if I make a remark about a an issue at some high school somewhere, you can guarantee that two or 300 kids from that high school that don't like it. Mm -hmm. will start with the internet harassment and contacting my family and whatnot. Any attempt to contact their school, it's just forget it. They're, they're they're absolutely not going to get in, you know, involved. Uh, And that's one of the things I specifically had written down here. And I'll just go ahead and derail because you, you brought up the fact that things might be different overseas You mentioned that American schools are different than European schools in the way they address the cyberbullying. How do they address it in Europe?
1: Well, it depends on the The majority of my experience has been in Germany, although I've worked in some other places. Um, And there just isn't the tolerance for it. Germany has a very socially minded culture, and there's a sense of if one can generalize, of, of fairness, of what one does and what one doesn't do. Now, it's more ho- slightly more homogenic uh, society than America is, because we have many more cultures blended here, although Germany has some number as well. But the idea of one does it this way or one does not do it that way is still very much implanted in the mentality over there we used to have that maybe in the 50s and the 40s you know how one does things and that has limitations it, it, it hinders creativity it hinders interaction it certainly um, hinders integration um, but it also does offer a moral code if you will so what you do have over there is you have a tremendous amount of social pressure that kids that will do cyberbullying will get pressure from their friends and from their community to stop it and as far as the public schools go, there is the discussion right now where they're, they want to do the same thing, that the kids that are creating cyberbullying will not be permitted to get back into school until they, approve, they can prove that they are not going to participate in that kind of behavior anymore.
0: Wow, that's so awesome. So
1: there's, there's just simply more accountability in general. Yeah.
0: And the students themselves, I mean, are they just kids, kids everywhere? So there's going to be some of that, but it sounds like from what you said that in Europe there's a bit more peer pressure to make them, uh, you know, less anxious to do it.
1: Well, what I've noticed, if I'm, I'm speaking about Northern Europeans, so let's say Denmark, the Netherlands, Sweden, Germany, Luxembourg, and, you know, in that area, what I've found is that students in general young people in general are more culturally aware and by that I don't mean you know who's the top soccer player and um, what's the best movie going, they know that too but they're much more involved and interested in social issues in environmental issues in political issues they can sit and actually speak with you about the issues and not just what they heard on you know one of the major networks but they actually have engaged their minds. They have discussions about it in school and in their families. So the kids are more involved. And as a result, when something like cyberbullying comes up, they have social issues. All kids do. That's just a part of our upbringing. And all adults do, too. I mean, it's part of our, our fabric as human beings to have social issues. But my experience has been that the youth overseas is more serious. They take situations like this more earnestly. And I found that in America, in the generation we have now, the millennials, if you will, as they're called, there's more laissez-faire of, ah, who cares, or so what, or that's just how it is. There's not a great sense of personal accountability nor social accountability where people say, no, it's not okay that it's being done that way. We, We shouldn't allow it to happen. I, you don't find that over here the way you do, especially in Northern Europe.
0: It's a, a lot more um, self-focused in the millennial generation. There's mm. a le- less awareness that hey, I'm just a thread in the overall giant pattern. Um, why do you think people do bully? I mean, I mean, I know as kids maybe a little teasing, you know, but as they get older, why do people bully?
1: Even as younger kids, I would say um, it's it's passed on for well there's a couple reasons first of all, kids who were bullied often end up bullying, and a lot of kids that bully are bullied by their parents or older siblings. it doesn't only have to happen in a social environment outside of the home, so that's one thing but the reason the internal reason, and that's why I, I did write this book, Connected Parent and Power and Child, and also the book that I had. Um, published in Germany, Core Success for Schools, is built upon the the idea of building self-esteem, having kids have a sense of who they are, that they're unique, that they they have power to affect change in their world, and also that they are connected to their families, to themselves, and to the world around them. So when you've got kids that feel that way, they don't have the strong need to go out there and make somebody else feel small in order for them to feel big and that's where bullying comes from that's also why it happens with the power discrepancy somebody who's already in a pace of power can say to somebody who's got less power I'm better than you I'm stronger I'm bigger I'm smarter I'm richer I'm what have you and look at how good I am so they actually try and draw a sense of self-esteem or feeling good about themselves from that bullying behavior. As we know, however, that's A, short-lived, and B, not healthy. No. So it, it's something they're gonna continue to do again and again, and it's a perpetuating thing because they're never gonna get satisfied. What they're really looking for is to feel good about themselves. And that's why when when peace educators peace educators speak about actually helping the bully, most people say, oh yeah, right, like he needs help. Yes, exactly he or she does need help because when they start feeling good about themselves, they will stop bullying because there's no need to. If I feel good about myself, I have no need to make you feel badly at all.
0: Well, and that's a good solution to the problem, too, because if the bully stops, everybody's happy. Most people that are being bullied, I mean, once they've been bullied, they can't be unbullied. They just don't want any more bullying. Mm -hmm. So if the bully quits, then, hey, everything's back to who cares. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you ever been bullied personally?
1: Um, you know, looking back, quite honestly, I don't think that I have. My daughter has been bullied, and many of of my students that I've worked with and my clients, whenever I do a segment on bullying or even working with um, executives, and we speak about difficulties that they're having either with their employees or parents that are dealing with their kids that are bullied, are being bullied, I ask them to think back to their childhood and uh, it's a vast majority of people that have been bullied. It's been really surprising.
0: If you'd like to be bullied, we get enough here that we can get some extra bullying <laughs> you, your way. No, you can
1: share some. No, no, thank you. I went through. I went through enough on my own. You know, you you asked if I'd been bullied. I guess the 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 biggest example, which I I don't put in that category, which which probably belongs there, would have been my father, mm-hmm. who he returned from Vietnam. He had been brought up in authoritarian. Household, where you know the man had free reign to do whatever he felt was appropriate, and my father's way of disciplining us was with violence, and that was consistent. It was definitely a discrepancy of power and I certainly suffered from that um, oh,
0: that's definitely so, bullying yeah. yeah now do mm-hmm. girls bully different than boys? is there any any uh you know girls have that shaming thing that they do where you know they'll they'll bring a girl into their group and then all of a sudden they just completely shun them and uh, guys tend to be a little more physical in their bullying at least at the school age
1: yes tom you you really basically nailed it those are the two larger differences although there's always crossovers but for the most part girls do more of the social emotional bullying and boys do more of the direct and physical bullying yes
0: uh, the relationship-oriented bullying I've noticed now that happens. It's like a guy's going out with a girl. He breaks up with her. He starts dating somebody else. Then he gets back with the original girl, and they torment the girl that he dated for a little while, or all this dating-related uh, bullying, I think. Mm-hmm. Is there—is there anything to that at all that's, that's unique?
1: Well, I'm not sure that there's anything unique to it. I think that it points to a general human behavior that we have we're seeing more of in in the western world and in our day and age and that is allowing the judgments or the resentments that we have as people to play out actively in a social arena we don't have the respect or we're not intimidated to let our judgments and our anger just give give it free reign And that is definitely something what we're seeing more of in the example you're giving with relationship bullying.
0: What should somebody do if they believe their kid is being bullied?
1: Well, the first thing is to allow the child to really speak exactly what's going on, get as much information as they possibly can from the child, and let that child know that they are not alone, that you are going to stand by them, and that whatever action you do take is not going to make it worse. One of the biggest reasons that kids do not report is because they're afraid that adults, quite literally, are um, incapable of making any changes. They don't think adults are really that competent, and to a great extent, they're right. You know, parents come in with their big clubs and think, you know, stop this from happening to my child. Well, often it just then goes underground, and then the kids end up uh, getting bullied even worse. So, to let the child know that the action that's going to be taken. Um, will be useful to them so depending on the age of the child and what kind of bullying it is you can help the child themselves to deal with it directly you can give them tools to advocate for themselves either kind of joke around with the bully to um, um, try and become friends with the bully or find a connection of some manner to diffuse the bullying behavior You can have them use bystanders as a support system and or not to put themselves in a situation where they are alone or where they are at a disadvantage. So to have awareness around that um, situation would be important. And then it's vital that parents speak with, if it's happening at school with the teachers, if it's happening in a club or in a sport situation, to speak with the coaches or the, the director of the club that the adults are informed and that it becomes a discussion, that this child is not going to be targeted as the problem, but that there's a system problem and that bullying is not tolerated and this is what we're going to make sure so that all children are safe.
0: Awesome. Do bullies differ? In other words, do there, are there different categories of bullies?
1: there's not so much different categories of bullying, bullies themselves, of people who do bullying. I, I prefer to say it that way because I think by saying bullies, it, you know, any, kind, any person could bully, just like any person could commit a crime if, if given free reign and, and not showing self-discipline and, and, and living out of their own value system. So there are, though, different ways that people bully. so there's different faces of bullying, as we spoke about earlier. There are differences between kids who get bullied. There are kids that are more passive that get bullied, so they may be more quiet, um, shy. They may be loners, um, maybe thought of as a nerd type of person that doesn't really have social... Um, grace or is maybe a little more awkward and then you have what we would call more active children who are bullied and those might be the kids that have for example ADD that, who have behaviors that, that could be read as irritating or who repeat things or are loud and call attention to themselves that would um, or that are,
0: that are more fun to tease because mm-hmm. they will overreact, overreact. more yes. than, a, than another kid would
1: exactly
0: yeah, that's that's awful. What's your next book going to be about? And can you talk, actually, before that question, can you talk about core as it relates to, because as I went through that, I was going, well, these are all things, if you did them, they would probably, I, I've got a whole other set of issues with the schools and what they ought to be doing and the law and what it ought to be doing. But in terms of sort of arming a kid or, or fortifying them with, various skill sets that are going to make them less resistant i mean more resistant to bullying the core things seem to really encapsulate that can you go over that a little bit
1: sure so as you had read the the various skills and work you know as you just getting older tom you end up collecting things i'm not (laughs) of 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 work that you've done over the years so what i was trying to do is i knew that there were there were connections in all the work i did whether it's um conflict resolution, coaching, strategic planning facilitation, peace education in schools, working with parents. I, I In all of those different hats that I wear, I felt like there were some very clear connections. And I was trying to figure out what those were. And they came up to me very clearly, actually in a conversation with my son. And he said, oh my gosh, mom, that's C-O-R-E. And that is, the first one is clarity. To get clear on who you are, what you want, and how you're going to get there. So really crystallizing things and giving yourself permission to want the things that you want and also to clarify a plan on how you're going to achieve those things. The second thing is ownership, so the O of core. And that's what I was sharing earlier um, that I've noticed missing in our millennial um, uh, generation, is taking 100% ownership for all of your behavior in any particular situation. We have zero control, Tom, over what happens to us. We can't control the weather. We can't control other people's behaviors. We can't control life. But we sit absolutely in the power seat of how we respond to and how we think about everything that takes place in our lives. And taking that ownership very consciously is the most powerful thing that we can do and then acting from that place. The R in core is for resolution, so that's, first of all, being interested in resolving conflict, resolving situations that aren't working for you or aren't working for other people, and then learning the skills necessary to actually resolve, to take the steps and to practice those resolution skills. And then the E, the final letter of core, is for excellence. And I have found that in working with the people that go the farthest, and I found it in my own work, and that is the commitment to excellence and not allowing, not settling for anything less than your absolute best. So those, those four components thread themselves through all of the different aspects of the work that I do, and it's definitely present in, in all of the elements and the keys in the work, connect to parent, power to child, but also in the core success for schools, you will find those four elements again and again and again.
0: Excellent. If you if you could if you could point at sort of one, if you could do if you could mage, wa- wave a magic wand and do one thing that that would help uh, end cyberbullying, what would the number one thing be?
1: To uh, infuse. Children or youth or people in general, with a love for themselves. If, if a person feels and understands that they are valuable and good just because not because of grades, not because of accomplishments, not because of what they look like or what they're wearing, but they are good just because If they got that, they'd have no reason to cyberbully and hurt anybody else. be a much better world.
0: I agree with you. God, what a great answer. Um, Are you uh, interested in telling people how they can get your book?
1: Absolutely. So you can go onto my website, coresuccess.com. But you can also easily go to Amazon and Google Connected Parent, Empower a Child, and um, purchase the book there. There's also a Kindle version of the book available and ask at your local bookstore.
0: And uh, definitely visit Cork Success, uh, Lisa Carlone Steindorf. Thank you so much for your time.
1: You are most welcome. Thank you for having me. Three, two,
0: one. You're listening to The Tom Gully Show. Shazam. I am. Just send an email to tom at the tomgullyshow.com. I'd like to thank the brilliant Lisa Carlone Steindorf for appearing on the show. You can get her book and learn all about all things Lisa Carlone Steindorf at her website, Coresuccess.com. The sooner you do, the happier you'll be. Trust me. Folks, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share this on your various Facebook pages. Trying to spread the word means trying to spread our little show here. We continue to get a lot of email about this part of the show. Uh, This is our second straight German-speaking guest. And I was smart about it. I I didn't speak the German this time. No, I didn't do that. Because that would have been uh, embarrassing, like it was the last time. Um, Although I can name all the starting lineup of the 1974... World Cup champion West German national team, um, for what it's worth. I'm going to take a sidetrack here that has to do with cyber harassment. I've got a really great cyber harassment story that we're going to do a whole episode on. But uh, I've never really talked about this on the show before. And I'm going to talk about it now since we had Lisa Carlone Steindorf on the program. And that is back in uh, about five years ago, soon to be six, I was the victim of a intense cyber harassment online by some kids from Central Bucks East High School in Pennsylvania. And I had called out uh, that school because one of their teachers had blogged that the kids there were vulgar and entitled and disrespectful and a lot of other negative things. And I posted a few things in support of that teacher who uh, posted anonymously, by the way. And some kids at school found out about it, raised a big stink. The school system was not happy about it and tried to fire her, but they found out that they couldn't. And it's a a big, long story. The woman's name was Natalie Monroe, M-U-N-R-O-E. And I had a kid call me a child molester, a pedophile, by my name, uh, several places online. And I told him, "Look, you can say all sorts of stuff about me. I think it's no secret to anybody that uh, has been following the show. I've been on very large radio stations in very large markets talking about sports and various other subjects for decades now. And I take all sorts of criticism and harassment. But I mean, believe me, if I if I." say Tony Romo didn't check down to the proper receiver. Uh I, I get a thousand emails telling me what a jerk I am. And, you know, uh, you know, you, you look funny, your teeth are messed up or whatever. And it rolls right off my back. But that one thing you don't get to do. And I warned these kids. uh In fact, I called the kid's house, told him I was gonna kept it up. And the parent that I spoke to, the father said he'd take care of it. But the mother chose to get together. Her name was uh, Christine DeMarco. Kid's name was Michael DeMarco. And uh, they chose to get together and get about 50 kids at first to uh, continue this all over the Internet. They formed, I don't know, four or five hate pages. You can go to the rulesofstupid.blogspot.com and see about it because I'm telling these kids, look, I'm screenshotting everything you do. You're going to go to college. You're going to want a job someday, and I'll be waiting because you do not get away with calling me that for laughs. Uh, Recently, somebody else has been trying to do that for laughs, and uh, let's just say he who laughs last laughs best. But these kids kept it up, kept it up, kept it up, and you can read about everything that happened there. They had things sent to my home or what they thought was my home. Uh, They harassed people who actually just had the same name as me. Believe it or not, there's a bunch of Tom Gullies in the United States, and there's several here uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, this went on and on and on and on and on. And, it, it, uh, you know, they harassed my family. They did all sorts of things. You know, if, if you've got something that's even remotely true, that's great. But this one thing, that one name, you don't get to call me I'm sorry, not going to happen, not in this universe. Excuse me. And uh, I put up a whole website about it. And believe it or not, I've actually uh, contacted employers. Some of these kids kept it up into college. Well, colleges don't really respond well to using your university email services. Uh, Not like this local school system did. The principal at this local high school in Pennsylvania told me he was launching an IT investigation and contacting local authorities. I did a request for records from that school, and they told me they had absolutely no record of that. In other words, he didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, therefore, you can go to the rulesofstupid.blogspot.com. I contacted several universities. Penn State, the place with actual pedophiles, did nothing about this when a kid kept it up at Penn State. And I've got the Penn State police belching on the phone and all sorts of other things. It's it's actually pretty wild. Uh, New York University, however, did take it seriously, and. Uh, Somebody didn't get to continue going to school there for whatever reason. And a few of these people, I have, uh, you know, found out where they got their first jobs. And I will continue doing that, by the way, because these kids were really getting their jollies. Ha, 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 ha. Maybe we'll stop if you quit criticizing our school. Cyber harassment, I, I don't dig it. I'm sorry. And if you want to cyber harass me, boy, you better batten down the hatches because I will find out every real and true thing about you and I'll just put it up on a website or do a show about it. And unfortunately for these kids, I screenshotted all this stuff and you can see it at the rulesofstupid.blogspot.com. You know, countless examples, countless examples. A few of them gave me their phone number. I called them on the phone. I recorded the phone calls. Well, guess what? Those don't sound real good when you're at your first job out of college and you're trying to teach kids, and I send that to your employer. Anyway, you can see all that there. And uh, that will continue, by the way. I'm not done with these kids by a long shot. They're going to have wedding announcements. They're going to have a first child. Guess what? Get ready for everybody that you know that walks or crawls to know what you were up to just five years ago. Probably seems like a long time if you're 21, 22, 23 years old. It ain't that long for me. Not at all. Not at all. And there's another case that just cropped up here in the last six months of a guy who thought he was really funny and started harassing me on Twitter along those lines, using the fact that these kids had gotten their jollies, ha, 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 isn't this a funny thing to call a grown man? And uh, they could tell I wasn't happy about it, so they got their jollies out of it. Well, this guy, knowing that it's not true, Decided that would be his opportunity to start calling me that or conjecting about it or do whatever he wanted to. And all I will say about that until the entire show, well, you will hear a 30-minute rant by this guy who has continued calling me and texting me after being told to stop and everything else. Uh, Let's just say um, that gentleman will have a rude awakening the next time he applies for a job or if he ever gets pulled over. Uh, Because the local authorities where I live in the state of Texas did take it seriously. And so uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that and cyber harassment. I will say that uh, local municipalities, the federal government, and just about everybody else that should be taking a real strict look at this, and I'm front and center, are people like Facebook, who did nothing, Twitter, who did nothing, WordPress, WordPress pretty much encourages this type of behavior. Uh, Most of your social media platforms do a rotten, and I mean rotten, job of cracking down on this sort of antisocial behavior. I uh, probably do a better job. Probably do a better job. And uh, I I hope these kids are willing to live with the words they wrote just a few years ago. And I super hope this uh, gentleman that's been pulling this nonsense and you'll you'll hear a whole show of him, uh, you know, dreaming about cutting my head off and going into great detail about it and all sorts of other stuff, uh, indicating that he has some sort of supernatural powers and can stare into a candle and wish people dead and and things of this nature. Yeah, real Fruit Loop type stuff. Uh, I, you know, this, this uh, show with uh, Ms. Steindorf was actually recorded in August, and I have to apologize to her because at the uh, suggestion of local law enforcement, I haven't issued any shows since that. Whoa, there's the alarm. Somebody's calling me. Uh, I haven't issued any shows, and uh, that, that was, as I said, at the suggestion of local law enforcement. Well, let's just say that now they've done their due diligence and uh, some binding things, and I have to tip my cap to them, you know, because the first time this happened back in uh, 2011, um, nobody did anything. Nobody did anything, and these people did, and boy, did they. Uh, Somebody's got a rude awakening uh, coming up, and uh, it's great to live in Texas is all I'll say about that. So at any rate, uh, we really need to take a look at, at some of the practices and some of the laws that need to be changed about this because most of this stuff happens across state lines. And nobody wants to take it seriously. And there's no teeth. You know, there's a thing called, um, IC three that, uh, the federal government runs and it's really not much of a solution really isn't. Uh, even the postal service when all of this stuff was getting sent to where they thought I lived, I just happened to know the person that was getting it because it was a former address of mine. And, uh, Anything they could order for free, canes for the blind, Bibles, you name it, uh, pizza delivered to the house, four large pizzas loaded, four wings loaded, four liters of Coke, and, and this poor person and the delivery driver has to be told, no, nah, sorry, that, that we didn't order that. Uh, books, magazines. I had so many magazine subscriptions that I had to take off my name. You know, stuff's got to stop. And I'm sure Ms. Steindorf and people like her might say, well, just ignore them. Nah, that that doesn't always work. They don't always stop, especially in a big pack of a couple hundred kids. Or if you're just maybe not all there like this other guy. uh, They don't quit. They don't quit, so you have to go on the offensive. And I live in the light. I use my real name. I don't have anything to hide at all. Uh, so at any rate, uh, we got to do something about this. And, uh, I've often thought about having the listeners, uh, go on the offensive with me. But as you guys know, I, you know, the show's for you. It's about you. I get people all the time. Your show sucks. You're stupid. You don't have any talent. Guess what? The show isn't for you. Then I, I don't care what you say. I care about the people that listen to this program. That's it. You know? And we, we run a very eclectic show here. I could do a show about comic books or any, any number of topics that uh, if I really wanted a, a ton of listeners, I'm, I'm more interested in people that are interested in eclectic, diverse, uh, interesting things. So that's, that's why we do the show. And so I'm pretty much bulletproof to anything anybody wants to say about me. But you can't say that. Uh Uh-uh, just the most foul abomination for laughs, for kicks, for jokes. Uh Uh-uh, you're not putting that on my name and my reputation. Uh Uh-uh, isn't going to happen. This last guy thinks he's real cute, too. He thinks he's real cute about it, and uh, other people didn't think so. So, at any rate. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd like the Tom Gully show, not me, but the show on Facebook too. If the mood strikes you. And of course there's always the TomGullyShow.com. That's where you can find everything about the show. By the way, we've redone the website in our downtime. It's uh, slick now. Yeah. It's uh, responsive to your mobile devices. You'll enjoy that. Uh, and then there's the Tom Gully show store, which is down. Yeah. We don't have it up for the holiday season. That's our next job. Uh, We took it down, gotten kind of a, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the products that we offered were canceled by the provider. So I said, let's just start over again anyway. um, Or you can subscribe on iTunes for free. And if it's free, it's for me. Follow us on Twitter at Atomic Palooka so I can include. Increase my clout and cred ratings because if I get enough points, we're all going to go to the aces. That'll do it for tonight. I'm out of here. I got to go talk to some people. I'll talk to you much later. Each night, Jay Johnson, the late, great Jay Johnson, brings us in with the truth wagon. Go to jjohnsonmusic.com. And each night we take you out with Russell Alexander and the Hitman Blues Band. Go to hitmanbluesband.com or go to hitmanbluesband.net. I think if you go to the .NET site, you can still get nine free blues songs, some of the smoking hot, most awesome blues you're ever going to hear. Uh, just for giving them your email address. Believe me, they, I don't even remember the last time I got an email from them. It's like once a quarter. They are not pests about it at all. And I suggest that you buy nine songs then because you'll still be getting all those songs half price, which means you're still a thrifty shopper. And that's important during the holiday season. And that's how we roll. And we will see you next time.
1: Well, the bug can't lift a twig for a dog that's nothing big, but he don't want to. And the dog can't grab a cat or a raccoon can do all that, but well, he don't want to. And I dream of you at night While you hold your baby tight But he don't want you You can see it in his eyes From the way he tells you lies but he don't want you